0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to our very first Brokers Series. We have Jessica Holm here. I hope I didn't butcher your name there. And Jessica is a broker from Houston. Jessica, give us just a 30-second overview of just you and how you got to the business, and then we'll talk about your brokerage a little bit more.
1: It's Jessica Holcomb. And hi, everybody. I am the broker owner of White Glove Realty. I actually opened my own boutique agency about eight years ago. I've been in the real estate industry for 23 years. I got my start in 1999. I was 20 years old, just a tiny baby. (laughs) And I got a interview with a new home construction builder and they gave me a chance. And she trained me for two days. And on the third day I sold a home and I never looked back.
0: That sounds awesome. (laughs) so So
1: I got started I got and then I got licensed in 2008
0: so right on the fun times
1: yeah before everything went downhill and then three years later I started a team that
0: was quick so yeah I got started in 2008 nine same time so everything was on fire around and it was very interesting time to be an agent but I can tell you that it's very helpful now that we're turning a circle and getting to the other side of this cycle and you see all the new agents and they're clueless and frightened and knowing how it looks like on the other end, it's very comfortable and definitely helps our teams, right? How does your team look like today?
1: So today I have 10 agents and we have always operated as a team model this whole time. Mm -hmm. I wanted to focus on creating quality, high-level service to our clients. And so I always felt that the best way to do that is to keep things small and have every single agent on my team being a top producer.
0: So how does that look like? You got 10 agents. What does that mean? It's a team model for you.
1: Team model. Okay. So that's a good question. (laughs) Usually when a team leader builds a team, they are under another brokerage. And those big box brokerages, they usually require you to have a team leader and put everything, all the deal credit into the team leader's name. And so when I opened my brokerage, I realized I didn't want to be that type of team leader. I wanted to build my agents. So we still basically operate as a normal independent brokerage would. However, we connect, we have a lot of camaraderie, we support each other. We provide, we have lead programs for our agents that they can participate in and it all just melds together to where we're providing the best levels of service for our ag- our clients and our agents.
0: Yeah, good. Okay. So I'm glad I asked because everybody has this different idea of what a team really is. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are independently yeah. operated and they all they get their own leads. A lot of the industry is treating team lead as a one rainmaker and a lot of ISA. So that's not your model.
1: Nope. We do not operate like that one can build their business. I try to get them up and running as fast as possible really, because we want, we want our clients to be taken care of and we want our agents to have that high level of service. And actually I just saw in one of the broker groups, somebody was talking about how they just passed something saying that brokers are going to require three years, not three years, reviewing three of each transaction type. Have you heard that yet? I just saw it earlier.
0: No, I so haven't heard that one.
1: Now we're going to have to review three of each deal type for all of our new agents. And so hey, how do... Like bro-
0: a, a sale, a rent, and a buy?
1: Three farm and ranch, three listings, three leases, three lease listings, three commercial. Okay. So all the brokers in Texas, anyways, we're going to have to come up with systems for reviewing those for our agents if they're new. Okay.
0: Usually we hold our, the hands of our new agents a little bit more. So it, it makes sense, but I don't know how they're going to enforce that and how they're going to build our system. It's going to be interesting, definitely. I, I know I, I'm scheduled to get on that class of new track changes. That's definitely going to be interesting. If you don't mind me asking, what was the volume in 2022? You don't have to Name dollars, you can say number of transactions, whatever you're comfortable with.
1: Typically we do a hundred plus transactions, but our goal is always to net a million. Our goal.
0: <laughs> That's a great goal. Yeah. <laughs> is that a million for everybody? Or a million each?
1: A million for each would be awesome, but it's just for the team. We are a small uh, team.
0: We'll push the goals higher, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Are you personally still in production? Do you still do your own transactions?
1: I have stepped out of production for the past, except for my past clients, referrals, friends. So most of the new business goes to my team Of uh, probably for the past five years or so.
0: Okay. So that's sets. Uh, It's been a while since you've been the main rainmaker.
1: Yeah, I set it up that way on purpose. I wanted to make sure I aligned with agents that have the same values that I do, and they love it. They've been given great opportunities to build their businesses faster because they're not going it alone. So it's been really good.
0: Yeah, and it also makes sense that we don't compete with our agents, right? We don't want to be in that spot where... And agents that we're trying to have join the team is going to think to themselves, am I going to compete against you? What's the point?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Speaking of adding agents to our team, let's talk a little bit about recruiting, right? Because most of the questions everybody's asking is like, oh, what do you do for recruiting? How do you recruit? How do you retain? So how's your recruiting process look
1: like? We I've worked with WiseHire in the past. I have hired from WiseHire, although they didn't really last too long. I found the most success from targeting people that I feel are going to align with us and reaching out to them. Also having our agents refer somebody Mm -hmm. if they're having a transaction or a co-op with another agent and they feel like they might be a good fit. So we've had a lot of referrals come in that way and reaching out on LinkedIn has been really powerful. Connecting with agents that I don't know and looking them up on LinkedIn and asking them, Hey, do you have some time to chat? Would you be interested in talking to me? I think we might make each other successful let's see
0: (laughs) yeah that's great so yeah we've tried wise hire before as well and other boards and it's not as it's not as interesting as it seems to be or as effective that's the word I was looking for so headhunting basically and I love the idea of telling the agents if you have a good co-op if the person on the other side is a was great to work with let me know I want to talk to them. So yeah. that's great. How is your retention?
1: One of my agents has been with me for 11 years okay. and five years, four years, three years. So we have actually pretty good retention rates. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we support each agent's success or not putting everything in the team leader's name to where they feel Mm -hmm. like I want to go work for my own self now. And then we just have a really tight knit team. We've built something great. We have great culture. We're supportive with each other. It's been really a wonderful journey for me.
0: That's great. Yeah. Cause in our business, 87% of the agents are dropping the first five years. So we're not just competing against other brokers or I'm going to go do it on my own. It's like, we're also trying to make sure that they don't just drop off the entire industry. And so i learned it.
1: about that as well. There's, there are, and here's the thing, you could be a team leader pulling in all these people and then all of a sudden some of them leave or they're not producing and you're, and we're walking that fine line of this is not an employee. I can't tell them what to do. I need to serve them. I need to show up for them. But at the end of the day, we can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Correct. You know, Then we have to figure out when is that sweet spot where we say, okay, this is working or this is not working.
0: <laughs> yeah. And have you done that? Have you yeah. fired agents?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to invite them for to other opportunities that might work, back, work better for them. No,
0: I understand. And it's part of the business, right? If you're a broker, it's about... Cultural fit is very important, right? If they don't fit with the culture, it's just not right. And it's just going to cause more trouble than it's worth. And if they're not producing, then that's another factor. Do you want to be just a place where somebody hangs their license? Do you have any fees for them, like desk fees or anything like that?
1: Oh yeah. We have a tech, a small tech fee, a hundred dollars a month, and we include a CRM, a website for them, a phone extension. We use Google suite for our emails, our Google chat. They have the workspace in there. So that's where we have all our informal team connection and we use the Google drive. So it's been, I love Google. They offer everything you need almost. And then uh, we also have a back office system for transaction management And then we still use Dot Loop for our creation of those uh, contracts. We'll
0: we'll circle back to the technology in a little bit. Okay. So staying on the agents and the recruiting, if you don't mind sharing, what does your commission structure look like?
1: It ranges anywhere from 50% for team leads that we provide to them to 80%. So if they procure their own business and bring it into the team, they can make anywhere up to 80%. But
0: Gotcha. And then if you provided the lead, then it's 50-50. And do they have a cap?
1: No cap if you're on the team.
0: No cap on the team. Okay. Do you have if agents outside the team?
1: We actually have just released a hybrid option where we're offering two plans. I feel that with the market shifting, a lot of team leaders need to consider this, especially okay. team leaders that are paying for all of the overhead. If you have a team and you're paying for all the marketing and the lock boxes and the signs and all of that stuff, such as I do, if you think about it, we're moving into a market where potentially, which you and I remember back in mm-hmm. 2008, 2009, listings would sit on the market for a year easily. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I was not a team leader back then when that happened. But if I was, what is the like, I'm looking at the future, let's just say two years from now, listings are sitting on the market longer, that means that my expenses are going to increase. So how am I going to offset that? So I decided and this has been a part of the plan all along, I just felt like now's the time to do it is to open it up to independent agents as well and okay. offer them a plan so that can offset some of my overhead and still provide guidance and all of that for my agents.
0: So how does that plan look like?
1: That one, there is a cap, 18000 80% split, 250 a month tech fee, and they get also the same CRM and website as my team agents, but they would have to pay for all of their own marketing and overhead. It just balances things out. And I was interviewing an agent yesterday. She's been in the business for eight years and she was considering both of the plans. And one of her biggest challenges in real estate is leads. That's Mm -hmm. everybody's challenge, right? Everybody's challenge for life. As soon as you're licensed, that's your challenge. (laughs) And so she was really thinking about it. And I said, look, It would make sense for you to go on the independent plan if you have consistent work right now. But if you don't, maybe you should start off on the team plan and then you can switch once it makes sense. Once she's thinking about it, we'll see.
0: Okay. and Okay. So marketing is definitely our next segment. So what do you do in order to provide those leads to your agents? What do you guys use?
1: We actually have two two websites that bring in Google ads. We found that those are the warmest leads because they've actually registered on our sites. And we have AI and technology, behavioral messaging all set up to where they are actually getting warmed up for us all along. And we've got, for example, you set up a holiday campaign. And so yesterday it's Valentine's Day. A message goes out, people open it the system is set up to where if they haven't logged in for more than 30 days, then it's going to send them a behavioral message and say, Hey, are you still thinking of making a move in your favorite city? And I've probably got about six messages just last night saying, yes, actually I am. Or can you actually send me properties in this area instead? So I was able to follow up using technology. And that's one of my big things is for independent agents or and brokers, you really need to think of technology as your friend. You need to learn how to use it to work for you because it's where everything is going. <laughs> and if yeah. you don't adopt it, then you might get stuck in the past a little bit.
0: Yeah, we just had a training session this morning about chat GPT and leveraging it to, to create content. Yeah. And it's like that thing is... So- Somewhere between magic and voodoo, but it's beautiful. It's working fantastic.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting. I would love to use it to maybe start off describing a listing description, but then customize it. That would be kind of cool.
0: Absolutely. And one of the coolest things about this software is you can give it writing guidelines. So it's not just give me a listing description for a... Townhome with two bedrooms, two bathrooms, and a renovated kitchen. It's also, you can give it guidelines of, do it in the voice of J.K. Rawlings, or do it in a level that a five-grader can understand. Or you can give it guidelines, and this thing react to this thing. It's such a wonderful thing to play with. Because we tell our agents, you got to be out there. You got to put content out there on your social media channels. And we used to get the, I don't have any ideas. What am I going to put on it? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to write. You know what? You go on ChatGPT and you say, give me 10 ideas for a blog post. And then you take that and tell them, okay, write a blog post about the same ideas he just gave you. And that's it. You don't have to think anymore. All you have to do is make sure that you go through it. You wordsmith, whatever you want to wordsmith, you make sure. But it didn't put anything crazy and then go ahead and post it. So yeah. definitely I'm with you on leveraging technology. Who set up all the technology for you? Do you outsource that? Do you do that in-house?
1: I did. <laughs> <laughs> Learned how and I figured it out and I trained my team. <laughs> That's but fantastic thing if you partner with great technology they usually have wonderful training set up for you then all you have to do is create the space for your team to learn and press play never tell them go watch the training they won't you have to create a meeting and then press play and make them watch it <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no one finds the time we all get busy so
0: yeah <laughs> i get it
1: and some of our other marketing that's been really successful especially during down markets is farming we do quite a bit of farming.
0: Direct mail? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: That's so, wonderful. What's your cadence? Are you doing once a month, every other week? Or what's your preferred or most effective cadence?
1: Once you take over a farm, you can let off on the how much you do it. It's just what value are you sharing? So when I first got my license in 2008, I knew that I needed to get my name out there. So I fell back on my training from the builder and I... Bought 20,000 pieces and get it bulk rate. So I bought 20,000 pieces of postcards. And then I sent them out once a month for six months. And then after that, I sent them out every other month. And I started getting calls by the third month just because they already knew my name. I was, I sold Mm -hmm. them, I either met them or sold them a new home. And, but my recommendation is to not quit. A lot of people start farming campaigns and then they quit because they don't get any calls on month two or three. Yeah. Marketing 101 is people need to see the same piece, the same advertising piece six times before they even think that you're a legitimate company.
0: Yes. And And on the seventh
1: one, they will start calling you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I tell my agents, sometimes we'll push content out there just so people will see the logo and they'll see that. And I'll run Facebook ads and I'll run Google ads campaigns just so people can see the logo. Because what we need is when I hand over a card and it has our logo on it, and that just happened today, I came back from a conference today. Oh yeah, I've seen your name. I've seen your company somewhere. And I had one of my agents with that, me. So that's proof that it works, right? Because yeah. being one of the... One of the biggest challenges for our agents, and I tell them, you're not competing against the other agents. You're competing against obscurity. You can, you're can competing against people not knowing who you are and that you're doing real estate. So whatever you can do to get in front of them, put your name in front of them, put your logo, put your picture in front of them, you got to do that and you got to do that consistently. So 20,000 pieces, that's impressive. What was the size of your farm?
1: I just picked the neighborhood that I was selling in, which had about a thousand residents. And so okay. I would send out a thousand every month. Um,
0: you planned on 20 touch points, right? yeah, which is great.
1: Yeah, I just knew that I needed to commit to it. And I tell everyone who I train, if you're going to commit to that buy the whole entire year so that yeah. you have it already, and then there's no excuses. You just put it on your marketing plan and yeah. press
0: Set and forget. Just, yeah, I say the same thing. I tell them just plan your entire 12 months ahead of time, build all the 12 postcards or letters or whatever it is, and then set them up and forget about it and wait for the phone calls to come in. Awesome. Again, questions that you can choose not to answer at any given point. What is your, you said you're using Google Ads, right? So what kind of budget are we talking about in terms of ad spend versus how many leads coming through, what's your conversion rate, any piece of information you can share. So people that will understand, because I, I have an idea about how your numbers look like, right? but a lot of people don't realize how low internet conversion rates
1: are. So we use Commissions, Inc. and Sierra, both platforms. Okay. I like both of them for different reasons. Commissions, Inc. is amazing at creating really good quality leads. It's a more expensive platform and they do require ad spend with it. So I've spent anywhere from a hundred dollars, which is the minimum that they require to three to $500 a month.
0: Okay. And what does that produce?
1: We probably would get a hundred leads a month or more. And a lot of them were very good. I had a new agent last year. I gave him some of our old leads to see if he could drum them up. And he actually converted a million dollar deal wow that's great because <laughs> sometimes the old leads are good because their leads usually are looking way in advance so if you go yeah. back to those old 300 day, 600 day 900 day leads that have been in your system a lot of times they're ready to buy now or make a move so don't discount the old leads <laughs> yeah and
0: again any time that i talk to an agent doesn't matter if it's my agents or not and, and they buy leads I tell them, whatever you get, you have to put on a nurturing plan. If you just think that they're going to convert tomorrow, some of them would. But a lot of them, like you said, they're looking three months, four months, six months ahead of time. And you put them on a nurturing, you put them on some sort of a drip, then they'll be ready at some point. And you want to be the one they're calling once they're ready. That's really what it is. Okay, Okay. And then Sierra, what's Sierra? I don't know that one. I know Commission's Inc.
1: So Sierra, we adopted Sierra because Commission Inc is a pretty technical platform. To train new agents on that has ha- I've noticed has been a little difficult for certain agents that are not used to using different platforms and technology. Mm-hmm. We decided to bring on Sierra because they actually provide a website that's more personalized to your community. So we've actually kind of set up. Same- as our lead gen platform and Sierra as our past client nurturing platform. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's actually working out really great. My agents love Sierra, just raving about it. And the leads that we've put in there have been coming back to the site regularly. And the way that the communication is working and the handoff, we're really pleased with it. I'm pleased with it. And for that site, you can you can get into that site for about 599 a month for 10 years, up to 10 years okay. and then spend 100 hundred three five however much you want an ad spent
0: okay interesting. I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah. so that's lead generation right that is specific. Let me find a client hand it over to my agent and then take it from there. Do you do anything on the brokerage level to promote your brand? Like I said, I mentioned earlier, we'll do campaigns on Facebook or Google ads, mostly just to get the brand out there, right? If it generates a lead, that's great, but we want brand exposure. So it's not necessarily here's a new listing or who's looking in that neighborhood. It's more of a generic kind of brand talking ad.
1: Yeah. So we've actually tried all kinds of things in the past. We've done ads in homes and land magazine. I've stopped doing that because I felt, I feel that n- no one's really picking those up as much as they used to, but he's mm-hmm. just going online and looking. So we, we actually created a whole marketing campaign during the pandemic where we were spotlighting local businesses and we would basically go interview the owner, create a video, share it with our sphere have them give, give a giveaway. And then we would do giveaways on social media. And that was actually, we ran that all through 2020, like September of 2020 since the beginning of this year. And then we stopped doing that and we started doing, we were like, okay, so we're giving all these giveaways to strangers on social media. We should reward our clients. So we launched a campaign for our VIP clients that refer us as business. So now we're putting together a program for that, where we're still doing the spotlights, but we're getting them to our sphere, if that makes gotcha. sense.
0: Yeah, that sounds a lot like, I don't know, I'm a big fan of Tom Ferry, The be the mayor of your town. He likes to say that, be the mayor of your town. So he also preaches that go interview business owners and get on. And it's 2023, right? If you're not on social media, you nobody knows you. Uh, yep. You gotta be on Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else. Okay, that's fantastic. Which social cha- social media channels, are you guys on? What's, on what's your main platform?
1: Facebook, Instagram. Our handle is White Glove Realty TX. <laughs> okay. And I did start a TikTok account. I have not been consistent with it, but I will. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. And then we have a YouTube channel, and this is what I've been pushing with my agents. We're making all these amazing videos. Instead of making a video about a specific home, why don't you share a tip while you're in that home that is evergreen, right? So that you could maybe create a tip for a buyer or a seller that they could see later, no matter what time of the year it is, and then just make a YouTube channel and start posting on YouTube. Because YouTube is like a Google search. And yep. so if you think about it, you create all this, you do all this energy, time, putting together videos, and then no one's going to go look at your history on your Facebook wall. But if they search for, I'm moving, relocating to League City, and you have those hashtags in your YouTube video, you're going to pick up leads from YouTube, potentially.
0: Yeah, absolutely. YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. Yeah. Nobody realizes it. Everybody thinks it's a place to go to watch videos. But no, it's a search engine. It's actually a search engine. And because Google owns YouTube, when you search on Google, half the page is video. absolutely do everything on YouTube. What you told your agents, I usually tell them do both. You're already at that house. You're already doing a video of the house. Take a few minutes. Either do a generic tip or find something unique about that house. A cool pantry or a cool drawer they have in the pantry or it is a doggy door from the garage door or whatever it is. And feature that helps you with the house. It helps you with the keywords, helps with everything else. And then speaking of technology, I I use a, an app, there's a lot of them like Hootsuite and eClincher and some other ones that basically when I generate content, I just send it everywhere. So that's gonna help you. If you post to your YouTube channel, that will help you with your TikTok cause it posts on both, right, so.
1: Yeah, we were using Social be, but I don't think they have TikTok. So from I don't think so.
0: Yeah, so finding the right one is important, right? So it'll cover the social media channels that you want. And then we do, we kind of try to repurpose the content over and over and over. So we have some evergreen pieces of content that we repeat. But we also like if we do like a long form video interviewing a business owner, then cut small clips out of it. And then now you have one long form and another six or seven clips out of it. And now you just created eight pieces of content mm-hmm. and use one of those apps. And now you scheduled it for the next week. And now you have a piece of content every single day.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yep. we like to leverage our technology as well, which is a great segment to the technology side of things. Sounds like you're very techy, right? You're, you're more technology oriented than 90% of the brokers I've ever talked to. So, what's your technology stack? So, we've heard Commissions Inc. and Sierra for your lead generation. What's your CRM system? The C-
1: that is our CRM as well. So- Sierra is your CRM? Yes, they operate. They I was impressed because they op, they offer everything that commissions and offers for a fourth of the price, yeah. and, which is interesting. And, and it's just in a little bit different way. I like both of them, like I said. And so they actually have your CRM and then you have the front end website. And what's really cool as a team leader or a broker is that you give your agent subsites so they can share their website out. It's still under your house or your roof and they can generate leads and any lead that comes in when they share their website will go straight into their dashboard. So it's pretty cool to be able to offer that to your agents.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah. and, and then, then,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so I actually found a company called Exact, I-X-A-C-T. And they actually will auto posts to LinkedIn, to Facebook, to Instagram, and they actually will create blog posts and articles from a brokerage standpoint. And you can pick which type of magazines that you want them to come from like entrepreneur.com or wherever. So that has been pretty cool because it creates consistent posting on your site or your social medias that your algorithm will stay healthy. Oh, and then yeah. posting. So we use that in addition to just listed, just solds and all of that stuff. So
0: does that post on behalf of the brokerage or per individual agent?
1: You can actually set it up for the, like just the team leader would set it up and you could post it to your personal or any pages that you want.
0: Okay. And that's interesting because using different software and like I mentioned earlier. ChatGPT is definitely functional for us. We've met, we've found a company called RoomView. Okay. uh, And they generate videos and on different subject. And it's like a a PowerPoint slide with music. It's statistics about a market or the interest rates or news and stuff like that. It generates multiple videos a week. And then it takes your picture as the agent and your contact details and puts it in the corner. So it looks like it's your video. And you can put it on the calendar and it schedules posting and it's pretty cheap for the base level. They have upgrades, of course, but it's 25 bucks a month. So for 25 bucks a month, they can generate multiple videos a week and that posts straight to the social media. So that's a a nice piece of software. What do you guys use for transaction coordination? I know you said Dot loop and then something else.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we love Dotloop for creating the contracts. It's just so seamless. We can create templates and it's great for broker review management and all of that. And then we actually use, they used to be called property base and now Lone Wolf bought them. And that system is amazing. <laughs> It's like your little back office internet and you can have your team calendar in there, office posting. You create transactions and it will integrate with your MLS. And you could create and customize checklists for your transaction coordinators. So I actually created a whole entire checklist and she just has, it. it's all automated. So she just opens a transaction and she follows her list. And then it's great for new agents too, as a broker, because a lot of agents will get their first listing and they don't know what to do next. Yeah. So I tell them go into your transaction and look at your checklist. It's going to tell you exactly what to do. Yep.
0: <laughs> so yeah. We love that. Yeah, we use a system called Realty Back Office, and yeah. it also has that kind of feature. I built a whole checklist of what's mandatory and what's optional. And I use the optional to remind them of everything. It's, did you put it on the MLS? Did you put a sign outside? Did you put a lockbox? And it's designed for that new agent. And, but sometimes even our experienced agents, they forget stuff, right? It's like if they get three, four listings at the same time, did you remember to post onto your social media, say just listed or just sold? Or I'm a big fan of checklists. So having that in place... It's great. And then if they don't have all their mandatory checkboxes checked, then they can't get the CDA because that button is not going to be there. Uh, And then once they got all their mandatory checkboxes, they can click that request the CDA and we get notification. I look at it, make sure everything is in order, click a button and they have the CDA available for them immediately. Nobody needs to deal with anything. Oh yeah. Uh, So that's really comfortable. And you get to edit the template of the CDA as part of the system. So that's really comfortable. So just to be conscious of your time, try to wrap it up with a few general questions. In your opinion, what's the hardest thing about being an independent?
1: I think the hardest part of being an independent broker is creating automations and systems for onboarding, hiring, and training and supporting your agents. And when I first started a team, the training looked like, oh, meet every week on Tuesday for two hours. And then you start thinking, okay, I keep saying the same thing over and over. I'm going to start recording it. Okay. Watch these videos, but how do you build accountability into, oh, go watch these video links. Mm. It's tough. And then the agents are saying, you're not really providing training for me. (laughs) So I actually built out a platform that has 65 to 70 lessons in it. And it guides them through the whole thing. And f- from onboarding to going to the MLS and getting your e key set up, like it has everything in there to get them going. And it's available 24 seven on their phone. They can just look at it on their app, it. just the other day I have a new agent. She was taking us and then it allows you to create assessments and quizzes I saw her taking quizzes at two o'clock in the morning. So it just gives me that peace of mind, knowing that I am providing training and support for my agents whenever they need. And then we created a mentor program to help guide the new agents into the, into the system and make sure that they're staying on track with everything. (laughs) So I really honestly think the hardest part is creating a smooth process that doesn't bog you down as an indie broker.
0: Yeah. And then there's, especially at the beginning, there's the phase of you're still in production, but you start hiring people and they need attention, but you're still in production. So it takes a little while until you feel comfortable stepping out of production and focusing on the agents. So the sooner you have those systems in place, the better it is for you as a broker as well, as much as it is good for them as the agents, right?
1: For the agents. Yeah. Once I built that out, my first agent that took it, she had told me that she had been at three other companies and she learned more in this platform than she did at all three of the other ones. I was like, wow,
0: that's great. That's, <laughs> that's compliment. You know? <laughs> that's validation that what you did is right. Yeah. So let's flip that coin. What's the best thing about being independent?
1: The best thing is sovereignty. I'm sure you get calls to get recruited all the time. I just had a call the other day and she would not let me go. And I told her, look, I'm going to give you props because you have good closing skills, but it's never going to happen. I am an independent person. I love having my sovereignty. I love having power and control over my brand. I love just owning my own business and being a small business owner. I don't want to be a sellout there you go i'm never you, gonna be a fellow
0: do you ever talk to one of those recruiters and go okay my turn <laughs> let me recruit you
1: <laughs> yes i do i i actually do i'm like i asked them do you know who your broker is have you ever met them
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, if, I, like, I, if i can no. recruit them yeah,
1: yeah. i'm like because i don't know about you but when i have a problem i want to be able to talk to my own broker to assist yeah. me guide me and when you work for a big box company you don't really get to talk to your broker you talk to somebody else and I don't know I just think there's that a broker
0: to, on file
1: yeah or you have to set up an appointment next week we can spend,
0: yeah squeeze you in yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So what's the goals for 2023? The
1: goal is to just continue having solid growth during a shifting market. There are a lot of opportunities out there. This is a chance for independent brokers to actually gain market share, in my opinion. And so I'm excited about it. I love it when the market shifts. It's You and I have had all this experience. We understand what goes on. And just offering that consistency and showing up in your market for your clients and showing people that no matter what the market does, whether it's going up or going down, people are always going to be moving, So you don't have anything to worry about. Selling homes is the most secure job you could possibly have on the planet because everybody (laughs) needs a roof over their head.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And people still get promoted and they move to another state or they relocate or they get divorced or sometimes sad events, sometimes happy events. If you live in a three bedroom house and you're in baby number four or number five, you need to move. Doesn't matter what the market says, you need to move.
1: If they lose a job and they need to downsize, passes away, they need to move or downsize. There's always reasons why people need to move. And so- I think our goal, goals as professional licensed people, agents, brokers, we need to just focus on showing up for our community, telling people we're here for you, no matter what. I think our biggest competition over the last three years has been technology with iBuyers and hedge funds, buying up lots of real estate before we could list it. And so as licensed professionals, we have to find that sweet spot of what our services really are, and stand in that foundation of I offer a premium service and I'm proud of it. And I want well, you the to- value, right? Yeah. And we're not a discount broker. We're not going to be taking share in the profits of your sale. We charge a fee for our service, but you're getting premium service and we're representing your best needs and we're helping you get exactly what you're looking for. Hopefully it'll be a smooth transaction.
0: Yeah. When I'm getting asked for a discount, right? I tell everybody, look, I don't charge a fee. I earn my fees. Then if I did with a transaction, you feel that I didn't earn it, come back and we'll talk, but I'm bringing enough value to the table that you will know you got more than what you paid for.
1: Exactly. Yep. And so part of my other goals is to, I actually have a company called Lead With You, and I've written some courses that you can get CE credit for selling new construction, negotiating new construction. And so I'd like to add some more classes to the roster. And then our my last goal is to just offer some consulting for team leaders, small. If you want to start a team, if you want to do anything like that, I have some valuable downloads that are free on my website. You can visit me anytime and check it out. The website is leadwithyou.club and you can grab the downloads on there and hopefully they'll be helpful to you.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. You said leadwithyou.club?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's great. Best advice for an agent that wants to go independent?
1: I would say you need to really think about whether you're cut out to be a team leader. You need to understand what it means to be a leader. You have to be willing to work even when you don't feel like it. You have to learn how to not cry when you feel like crying and be a leader, (laughs) be strong, be the one to guide your team during bad situations. You have to be willing to be patient. You have to be willing to allow other people to be impatient with you, but you can't have an attitude back there's a lot in way, a- it's
0: like being a parent right
1: in a way yeah and I think a lot of people get excited about running a team and then I've seen a lot of people fail at it two years down the road it falls apart three years mm-hmm. done with this I don't want to do this anymore I'm going to go back to indie agent. so before you go through all of that you want to go through the key decisions of whether it's going to be the right decision for you
0: Yeah. And I'm going to reiterate a point that you had a little bit earlier about you're going to have to come up with systems and then you're going to have to figure out technology and you're going to have to provide all that infrastructure. So you got to be ready for that before you bring your first person on board.
1: And I think you need to have a passion for helping people. I honestly love helping my clients and I love helping my agents and I, my patience never runs out for that. So if you don't like people, it's probably not going to be the best fit for you.
0: I tell people, if you don't like, if you don't like people go commercial, that's what we do.
1: Or you could, I take that back. Honestly, you could start any business and just delegate, delegate the parts that you don't like, right. Yeah. But you got to build it into your org chart and your budget and all that stuff. So, exactly. you know. But that's actually one of the free downloads that I have is the top key decisions that you need to make or think about before starting a team or a brokerage. You got to think about the structure of what type of model that you're going to have. Legal. How are you going to yeah. manage legal and going through all the requirements that a broker is required to do? We're required to train our agents and keep them updated legally. <sighs> What platforms are you going to use and what systems and what marketing and how can you automate everything to where you're not overwhelmed? Those are the things that you need to think about. And I have all the questions to ask so that you can make a checklist for yourself.
0: No, that's fantastic because a lot of the brokers either don't know or don't know that they don't know. It's Trek has at least 30, 40 pages of office policy that you have to embed in your office policy and you got to give it to your agent and every agent I recruited that looks at it for the first time go, goes, I've never had that before. And been, the previous broker just didn't do their job. This is required by track. So yeah, I totally agree with you. This has been fantastic. I'm sure everybody that's going to watch that is going to feel that they got a ton of value from you. How can people reach out to you? What's the best way to, to get a hold of you if they want to get some consulting from you because they want to open their own brokerage or if they want to... Take some of your training because they sound amazing. Or maybe if they can, I don't know if you've considered that before, but maybe they can license your training so they can use it in their environment. That's Um, funny you say
1: that. So I actually built out that platform and I created it on a platform that can be licensed. So if somebody wants that, yeah, we can work something out for that. How can
0: people find you? (laughs) you.
1: Leadwithyou.club or you could just email me at jessicaholcomb.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate your time today.
1: You're welcome.